This is the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Achieving your dream retirement is a lot like making the big leagues. To achieve your dreams, you need great coaches. Each week, Greg and Danny share insights to help you reach your financial goals and achieve your retirement dreams. Now, the Ice Blue Money Podcast with Greg Carter and Danny Bullock. Thank you so much for listening, finding the podcast, checking things out. We appreciate you very much. I am Bill Seller along with Greg Carter and uh, Coach Danny, which I, I have to call him that now, Greg. Yeah. I called him that last week, and then he sent me a new contract. <laughs> I decided to sign it. And so, Coach Danny, how are you, sir? There it is. I am all right. How are you guys doing? Best day of my life. If this is your first time finding us, thank you so much. We appreciate you listening. Um, we are here every Monday. We drop a, a new podcast every Monday for you. So if you don't want to miss the next one, go ahead and hit that subscribe or like or follow button or whatever you have on your player. But uh, we do get together all the time here to talk about the best ways to get to retirement and then how to get through retirement by hanging on to as much of your money as possible, despite everybody that's kind of yanking at it in retirement. And the more that I've talked with these guys, I'm finding there's a lot of people tugging on that money. <laughs> right. <laughs> that you're... You know, you're going to want to make sure that um, you've got things set up and certain things done to to protect it as best you can. We're going to get to that here as we continue our series today. This is part two of a three-part series about life. Um, and last week, we started with newlyweds getting together. This week, we're going to talk about planning for college because apparently they stayed together and uh, now have kids ready for college. But before we get to that... <laughs> But before we get to that, mm. I don't know if you guys saw this, but mm -hmm. Burt's Bees, you familiar with Burt's Bees? Or like oh, yeah. The, you yep. know, they, they make healthcare products. Have, they've teamed up with Hidden Valley Ranch to create a line of lip balms that combine all the flavors of a basket of buffalo chicken wings. Mm. Danny, I don't know why I thought of you mm. when I read this story, but but I did. <laughs> and rightfully they did so. This, it's pretty much new, just in time for the, uh, the big game, which we're, you know... I don't know if people know this or not, but unless you're actually licensed for the big game, you can't mention it by name. I don't wow. know if you know that. You can't no, you can't say no. the S word. Yeah, yeah, they get very upset. Wow. Anyway, for just twelve bucks, you can get a lip balm four pack. Twelve bucks. With each of these flavors. Hidden Valley Ranch, <clears throat> Crunchy Celery, Fresh Carrots, and of course Buffalo Sauce. Mm. Huh? What do you think about that? Kissing a mouthful of Buffalo Wing Basket. Seems like that'd be <laughs> torture for you, Danny. What do you think? Yeah, well, a couple of things, um, two things, really. First, uh, this is what happens when you have to hire your niece or your nephew and they're not qualified for anything else. They come up with ideas like this. <laughs> so you're saying Bert's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. better to do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the second thing, I don't know if I want my lips okay. burning like buffalo wings all day. Uh, I do love ranch dressing. Um, <laughs> carrots and celery, I could do without. My wife might like those. Uh, but uh, this is weird, man, because now we're just getting bored and we're combining stuff that should not be uh, combined. All right. Well, I, thought I wanted to throw that out there for you guys and let you know it's available, Danny. Well, I'm on the waiting so, list, so I'll let you guys know. So we're doing a three-part series about getting um, basically to retirement and how to set yourself up for that as life happens. Last week, we talked about getting married and you know newlyweds coming together and, you know, Maybe combining finances. There's a lot of younger kids who don't, but at least being on the same page about what you, you know, what you're spending and how you're how you're spending and what you're spending it on and all that kind of stuff. Today, though, we're going to talk about uh, planning for college, right, guys? Yeah, 
we, you know, each of the three of us have had kids to go to college, uh, finish college. I've still got some on the, on the train to college. And a lot of the clients that Danny and I sit with are thinking about this. And we talked before about, you know, should you use your retirement money to pay for your kids college? Uh, what about no. your retirement? You know, there's no scholarship for retirement. So if you no, provide no. a scholarship to your kids with your own retirement money, who's going to uh, provide you some money back in retirement? So what we like to do, Bill, is talk to clients as their kids are entering high school, moving through high school. And what we wanted to do today is talk about um, the way to give your child the best opportunity for success by going to college. Uh, but with that opportunity, finding a way to pay for college uh, that's, that's, you know, efficient for the family. We're not going into retirement money and the kid can, you know, follow their dreams. And so that's what we're going to jump into today. I uh, wanted to share some information as we start out. The earlier you consider how you expect to pay for college, the better, obviously, right? But today, the average college graduate is almost $30,000 in debt, and that's just on average, while the average salary for recent graduates is only about $55,000. So let alone do we not want to go into our retirement money to pay for kids uh, college if we if we absolutely don't have to, but we also don't want to strap our kids with debt. And so in order to do that, we got to set some goals. We got to stay focused. And uh, there's some milestones along the way. And we're going to review those going all the way from freshman year to uh, senior year. Anything, Danny, to, to add before we jump into this and start to look at some of the tips? Well, I think both of those numbers you mentioned, uh, the average um, amount that's owed for uh, graduating students is on the low side. If you said, you know, you can get out of college nowadays with a four-year degree owing about $30,000, I think a lot of us would take that. And then, you know, the average uh, salary, 55000 you know, that may be in the, in the middle, you know, range of, of essentially uh, what you may be able to earn. I think if you told, you know, a graduating senior that they were going to earn about $55,000 a year, they'd, they'd probably be happy with that as well. But we know both of those numbers aren't true for everybody. And so, like Greg said, some of the things we're going to talk about today, just information to have you come up with a plan before you get to senior year. And that's one of the things that we see a lot is it doesn't seem like a lot of families are thinking about college until it's like senior year. And there has been no planning prior to that. And that's where you start to run into um, some problems. So, Greg, you want to kick us off? Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about what we should focus in on freshman year of high school. And even before the year begins, we're coming out of middle school, getting ready to go to big high school. You and your child should have at least a handful of colleges in mind that you picked out. Now, a lot of things can change during high school, so we want to be flexible with this. But if we start to understand where the kid wants to go, out of state, in state, private, public, uh, et cetera, then we can start to meet with the guidance counselor, other teachers, getting input on you know, what kind of classes, what kind of extracurricular activities the, the child should be looking at uh, as they enter high school. Um, and a lot of universities are looking for kids who push themselves. 
We don't want to burn a kid out, but the more extracurricular, the more, you know, AP classes, things like that. Finding a balance, though, as you do that, because we don't want to get in coursework overload, but we want to have excellent grades. We want to set that kid up for success. So getting that foundation is I know we all everybody on this podcast told all of their kids whether they listened or not. But that freshman year is so critical. It's foundational, right? Setting that GPA up. So that's what we ought to be doing freshman year. Any thoughts on that one, Danny? Uh, well, the extracurricular, which is um, part of what they should be doing in the sophomore year as well, I think is really, really big because the part about the college is looking for a well-rounded uh, individual is, is paramount. When you're stacked up against other kids, you know, similar demographics, similar backgrounds, um, and you're looking for scholarships and things of that nature, you want to be able to stand out. And starting as early as possible is is really the key, because if you can show that you have been doing certain things through four years of high school, that's really attractive to some colleges. And so with my sons, one of the things I got them into doing was not just extracurricular activities at the school, but we volunteered through different programs through our church, helping with the homeless. Like we had a feeding program where uh, every month we would help as a family, you know, do that. And that was, you know, just so they could put it on their resume. Like, this is what they've done, you know, for the last four years. And so we would pick, you know, uh, one or two things um, that we would do together as a family at the church. But that was to help them build their resume. So when you're looking for extracurricular activities, just don't look at sports. You know, look at things outside in the community uh, that, you know, see a need and, and fill it. And what that also does for the parents is that helps your child to get a really well-rounded view of what life looks like. You know, when we were feeding the homeless and things of that nature, my kids had a lot of questions and it was great to be right there on the front lines and just like, look, sometimes life doesn't pan out the way you draw it out. You know, when you're your age, when you're 13, 14 and 15, but as you get older, you start to see things through other people's eyes. And so that helped with some of the things that we tried to prepare them for as they got older. But the other part, uh, when we start looking at sophomore year, we're going to jump to sophomore year now is Looking at SATs, and I know uh, this may be something that down the line all colleges may go away from. I do know there are some colleges that are saying that they're not requiring SAT scores, but for the ones that still are, if your child is up for it, maybe have them take a practice SAT exam their sophomore year. It doesn't count against them or anything like that, and they really don't have to get ready to take the SATs until junior year, but it'd be a good shot at you know just seeing where they are and seeing maybe some things that they could work on. The, the sophomore year that will help them test a little better junior year. But going back to the extracurricular activities, I have a client and a good friend um, family. And one of the things I thought uh, that was genius was uh, their daughter. You know, she was a very good athlete. She played soccer. Uh, she played uh, female hockey, but she joined the wrestling team. She joined the wrestling team and she was a standout wrestler. And so she had that on her college resume, you know, from freshman year to senior year. You know, she did, you know, the female sports, but she also competed against boys in wrestling. And so those type of things, extracurricular activities that help you stand out, I think, are paramount as you're building. And that's what you as parents should be thinking of when you're trying to help your child get in line for better scholarships, uh, bigger grants and things like that for colleges. These activities that they're doing are helping to build their college resume. Yeah, that's so important. And, and really what you want is you want your kid to have a tiebreaker when that university is looking mm. at who to admit if they 
look just like another kid in terms of test scores or GPA. And that tiebreaker or those things Danny's talking about is what are you doing in a community? What are you doing to set yourself apart? Um, as you get into sophomore year, you can even look at internships. If a kid wants to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. let's match him up with somebody in the community who would let him come by the office in the summertime and just observe. That's excellent on the resume. As we go into junior year, uh, this is where standardized testing, as Danny mentioned, is is important. So we want to look at test prep services, uh, places your kids can really learn how to take the SAT, how to take the the uh, ACT and be prepared before they sit for that test. Because this is when we want to start understanding what's our top score. How can we achieve our top score as well as having the foundation of the grades? And one of the things we start to do in our financial planning practices around this time is using our software that helps us to identify based on a kid's current GPA, maybe coming out of sophomore year, going into junior year, any initial test scores that they may have, and the schools that they say they want to go to, our software will tell us what's the likelihood of them being accepted, what kind of financial support can they get in terms of scholarships and grants. So junior year is really pivotal when we start to narrow the list of schools. We start to use our analytics uh, to find out what we can get uh, and, and help the parents plan for that. And I think it's uh, with junior year, it's important to remember, like this kind of caps off that three-year cycle. You know, everything that it's going to happen in your senior year, might not have a whole lot of uh, bearing on your sophomore and junior year. So getting to the end of junior year sometimes can be exhausting because you, you've done so many things to kind of build your resume, uh, which allows you to, if you do those things the first three years, you roll into your senior year and you kind of reap the benefits of the, those previous three years. But one of the things I am constantly telling my clients who have children who are entering their senior year is remember the deadlines. Make sure you know when the cutoff dates are for applications, for scholarships, for grants and things of that nature, and to fill out the FAFSA form as early as possible. Yeah. You know, Every year there are billions of dollars that go unclaimed because people don't fill out the FAFSA form and then they don't fill it out early enough. And I say as soon as um, they open it up for your child's senior year, fill it out. It, you know, uh, send it in. It, it's just looking for free money. And also any scholarships that are available, I don't care if it's $500. All of that stuff adds up over time. You know, the more you get, it adds up over time and it comes off the bottom line, you know, for you uh, having to pay more money out of your pocket towards your uh, the scholarships um, or the college tuition for your child. If you don't know where to get scholarships, talk to their guidance counselor. Sometimes the schools have lists of scholarships that your child can apply for. Talk to people in your community. Talk to people in your church. You never know who's giving out scholarships. And usually once all of that stuff is done and you've uh, sent in the applications, you're, uh, you've met the deadlines and things of that uh, nature, the last thing you want to do is talk to your child about living away from home. This is one of the biggest conversations you're going to have if your child is moving away, and especially miles away where you can't get and, and, you know, together with them in a decent amount of time, if they were ever to get into trouble or anything like that, you couldn't get to them. So it's very imperative that you sit down with them and you talk to them about their new life of becoming an adult. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. When I, my freshman year of college, the only thing I was thinking about is, hey, sweet freedom. Here, mm -hmm. you know, here I could do all the things that I always wanted to do. But 
with that comes, you know, the uh, responsibility of paying bills on time. Here is now a great chance to set a good financial um, foundation for your children about how to be a managing adult. And, and some of those things end up becoming complex when you throw in uh, first year college workload, you know, getting around in a new city, you know, doing your laundry. A lot of us, you know, of course, growing up, your parents did your laundry and your mother probably cooked for you every day. Uh, those things are gone now. Now, you, you got to be an adult. And so having a conversation with your children about that is paramount because that's a part of their new uh, life that they're going to walk into. And a lot of them struggle with stress of just social pressures, uh, what it's like to be a freshman and be on campus and peer pressure to do certain things, you know, make them aware of just some of the things they're going to walk into having those conversations. You know, you're, you're an adult now, you're going to be responsible for these things and just trying to prepare them as best as possible. And I think sometimes a lot of parents leave that off and that's sometimes just detriment to them because now they're falling into things or they're dealing with things that no one ever had a conversation with. And as we round the list out and we look at senior year, for many students, this is an exciting time. We're moving on to the next level of our lives at the end of this senior year. But uh, we also want to reap the benefits of all of our efforts of the last three years. And so once you and your child decide on which schools you're going to apply to, uh, as Danny said, we got to be aware of deadlines. But also be aware of the ability to apply early and increase your students' chances of actually getting accepted. And that would be in the fall of the senior year, that first semester. We want to look at scholarships. And again, we've got a service that helps us identify scholarships based on your kids' uh, academic performance, test scores, um, other intangibles like um, extracurricular activities. Uh, so, uh, really a pivotal time. And just to put a wrapper on all of this, college planning is a key part of financial planning, we believe. We, we opened up talking about uh, parents who are in a situation where we've got to use retirement funds or other savings to pay for college. We really want our clients to get ahead of that. And uh, there, there are actually two prices for college out there, uh, a price for those who are informed <laughs> and a price for those who are uninformed. And so we always say, which price do you want to pay? So work with uh, a qualified financial planner who's, who uh, has expertise in college planning uh, so that you're paying that lower sticker price uh, and that you get your child on the road to success the way they want to go. Speaking of that, aren't there, for those that are younger people now, maybe thinking about starting a family or just had kids, aren't there college plans you can start putting money into now? Yeah, good point, Bill. Um, there are a lot of different savings plans that we want to talk to clients about, whether it be the 529 plan. Um, we, we work with some tax-free plans that you can build leveraging cash value life insurance. But the earlier, the better. Uh, a, a child six months old, you can start saving and uh, you'd be surprised at how much you accumulate by age 18. So that's an excellent point. Yeah, I wish I'd done that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I didn't. So, uh, well, listen, guys, this is fantastic. And this is part two in a series of, uh, well, what are we calling this? Like a, a series on how to handle life or to get through life, right? Financially. Yeah, big life changes. Retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And college is definitely one of them. Bottom line is you can never plan too early. And if you don't exactly know what to do, 
then you want to get in touch with folks like Greg and Danny. You can find out more about them, by the way, online at icebluemoney.com. Find out what Greg and Danny can do for you. And if you've got questions about anything that you heard today, you can reach out to them through the website as well. So, gentlemen, always a pleasure. I learn a lot. I'm going to uh, go out and get my new uh, Burt's Bees dinner <laughs> and uh, rub it all over my face and hope that, uh, <laughs> hope that it, it, it soothes my cravings. <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, Until next time, always a pleasure, guys. And remember, the future depends on what you do today. Your life is an occasion, guys. Rest in it. Till next time. You've been listening to Greg Carter and Danny Bullock and the Ice Blue Money Podcast, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any comments regarding safety and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advice products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. No legal advice options or recommendations are being made in respect to this proposal. You should consult your tax professional or attorney concerning such advice and opinions.